Welcome to the Broken Sun. everyone to Spectres of a Broken Sun. This is the second season of the Stories of a Broken Sun anthology actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast in our original setting. I want to start off by acknowledging that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katesi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people in the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. You can continue to support Indigenous land protectors by visiting unistoten.camp. Links in the description of the episode. Even in the midst of this pandemic, the RCMP and uh, certain corporations are continuing to invade land to work on pipelines while everybody is forbidden from gathering to protest them. So uh, that's still happening. Capitalism, hell of a drug. Speaking of hell, uh, we left our characters in a bit of a sticky situation after their downtime, uh, because they had been ordered to return to the habitat at once, at least the Sunbreakers had, after a productive mission to uh, get a wave out and establish a communication link between the habitat and the sun, at least one that they have now patched through the Express, the 88. And the people who are playing those characters who are uh, facing this quantum conundrum are joining me today, so I will go around and introduce everybody in the order in which I see their webcams. Uh, so first up, we have Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, the bearer of the sickness, apparently, at this point in time. May or I am the Shrogenger's cat of sickness. I may or may not have COVID at this point we are recording. You're hoping it's may not. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I am playing Keva Jarma, she, her, and CD, they, them. And you're she, her as well, right? Yes, I am she, her. Sorry. Sick brain. That's <laughs> no problem. And uh, we can find you at Be a Space Cat, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just had one right here next to me, needing the mattress that I am sitting on and purring and yelling at me for her Scooby Snacks. Hmm. Uh, speaking of snacks, we're also joined by Good Sir Blood. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's me, Mike Blood. You can find me on Twitter at Good Sir Blood. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and you can find me on Twitter. I said a good sir blood already. You did that you can, one already. You should find <laughs> me Tell there. Tell us about your characters. I play for the purposes of this podcast, uh, the stoic and extremely handsome Emran Pak, as well as the incredibly frightened and not at all stoic slip. A study in contrasts. Uh, we are also joined today by Trudy. Hi, um, I'm Trudy. My pronouns are they, them, and I play Zora, uh, the sword. Her pronouns are she, her. Excellent. And speaking of she, her, we've also got with us Velvet. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Velvet, the she, Fei. Um, You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. And in this podcast, I play Maeve, the mother of monsters, she, her, and Augustus, uh, who is just terrible. But they are they, them. 
Uh, sorry, I didn't notice you changed your pronouns there, Velvet. Oh, it's okay. Very new. My whole my whole segue there <laughs> just completely okay. didn't work. All right. Anyway, we'll move on. Live and learn. Yes. Okay. So we have Live and been... Learn. Live and Learn yes. is a Sonic song. <laughs> How dare you bring it back? <laughs> Please, you must stop. A, a childhood full of Sonic heroes just drilled it into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Got to stop with the Sonic. Something that Sonic can never do. Now then, updates on things going on around the world. Your characters will be plugged in, of course, to various news feeds. You're looking at the huge clock page at the moment uh, in Roll20. So you can see that there have been some clocks that have completed as of your last downtime. Because your downtime is also everyone else's downtime. The world marches on as you do. So let's take a look at who's done what. Uh, the Surface Liberation Front completed something. Let's see what they did. Ah, yes, the Surface Liberation Front, with your help, successfully contacted the Church of Gov. Not very exciting. You did a mission for them that finished off that clock, but uh, all the same. Let's see, anything else completed there? The Junkyard. What did the Junkyard do? Something good and helpful. Well, it is good and helpful. Um, you don't know what it is. All right, good. It's something they've been working <laughs> on for a while. <laughs> Giving Slip a... a Making slip a real boy. Yeah. And you can always, you can always, I'll remind you, you can always investigate what these clocks are if you want. We finally. Why would I do that? Um, I don't think, I don't think don't anyone want... has ever investigated one no. of these clocks. <laughs> no. I don't want lore. I have my own, I got my own stuff going on. Yeah. The, the sun folk are very self centered. Uh, the vile lance has also completed a task. Yeah. The vile lance went to war. Oh. Oh, yeah, they've been, I, I don't know if, well, you haven't been noticing, but in the background, the Vile Lance has been having an ongoing battle, a uh, series of conflicts with Colrain, the private military corporation. I knew that. Good um, for them. Yeah, their latest clock was basically their war against the, uh, the Colrain private military contractors, and they have devastated them to such an extent that Colrain has gone down a tier from two to one. I'm taking credit for that. Yeah, the Violance uh, has been doing very well, especially since they stole all those jetpacks from uh, from the the Hornets. <laughs> right from Hornet Squad. Okay, so that's uh, that's been going on. You'll be you'd be hearing about that in the news about Colrain having sustained heavy losses and uh, devastation to their uh, financial prospects and so on and so forth. In CD's defense, CD just had another child, so they've been very busy and wrapped up in that. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, the resistance, as we've discovered, not not great, not great people. We were hoping for so much more from them, uh, but the resistance completed one of their clocks, and uh, you will be seeing something about that today because it affects you directly. Oh no! The Solar Workers okay. Union, on the other hand, has successfully managed to get a lawsuit going against um, Lad Lareup Automated Design. They are suing them for basically missing their delivery of that next-gen chassis that you had a bit of a hand in delaying the delivery of. So they are suing for damages to basically distribution workers and everybody all the way along the supply line who was impacted by the delay of that chassis. So they've managed to actually get that into the super corrupt solar courts. Big win there. I'm sure it'll be a completely fair and equal legal uh, proceeding oh for sure um section blue yeah they did something they're not allowed to do anything matt but they they did a thing no but they've been working on 
on this chain of events for three clocks now, and they have finally completed the ultimate level of their of their quest here. Find the slip and kill them. Did they build Robocop or something? Yeah, what the heck? They already have Robocop. They literally but have Robocop. They, Robocop. they are literally all Robocop. Um, yes, they've completed a big project. Uh, there uh, are rumblings about it. What are those rumblings, Matt? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Uh, the rumblings that you would hear are that the uh, that uh, Section Blue has successfully successfully investigated a new technology that will allow them to leap forward by many light years in the realms of law enforcement and mass surveillance. So the, the, they researched Big Brother, uh, or Bigger Brother, Bigger Brother, Biggest Brother, Biggest Brother. <laughs> you can always find out. Okay. So that's what section section blue is up to something. What else is exciting here? Uh, oh, the sodality of preservation. No, they haven't completed that. Solar freeze completed doing something else. Oh yeah, uh, the spaceport's open. Huh. The old spaceport. They got it open for for all these invaders to come into. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. So yeah, there's uh, lots of stuff flying around on the conspiracy nets on the deep web about how uh, people who you know, use their high-powered telescopes and observation gear, have noticed uh, that the the old spaceport on the habitat is open somehow. Hasn't been for literally centuries. Uh, that's everything for now. That's a whole bunch of organizations that I and Zora have no idea about. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can imagine Zora just sitting there looking at the news. Ah, yes. Hmm. <laughs> ah, yes, I can read this language. <laughs> that is something okay your your ship leveled up we didn't get to that last time we're really good at that that's all yeah so the probable cause has leveled up i've been keeping track of the experience so you've leveled up and there's three ticks towards the next one so what did you decide what you wanted to do with that yeah why not just get home cooking you know i think that that's an excellent (laughs) module where we after every job we all just get together we have a big old digital meal and mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, if there's any problems, if someone overindulges, we just fight and all gain stress and don't do anything. <laughs> it's <a> terrible. <laughs> Food fight. Uh, I did suggest that we get a satchel folk themed hollow deck. Hear me out. <laughs> what if we got weapon systems or actually upgraded our crew tier and stopped flailing at everything we fight? Okay, if you want to be practical. I, we could get weapon systems, or we can, you know, I, I, I actually personally vote for two upgrade points, because if we upgrade our crew tier, we will lose some XP fighting. Well, I mean, everything's higher tier than us, so never mind. Yeah, going up to tier one has a lot of advantages, and the disadvantages, if you happen to get into a battle with another tier one faction, you would not get bonus experience. Which, I'm always, I'm a fiend for XP. Yeah, you don't tend to tangle with the other tier ones very often, though. You you usually punch well above your weight here. Uh, but there are lots of good <laughs> options here. You could get, you could use both your upgrade boxes to get a lucky charm, which boosts you. You get an extra starting gambit. Oh, lucky charms! This sounds delicious. McGill would love it. <laughs> for uh, one, for one box, you can get smuggler's rigging, which means that uh, every time you have load, you just get one extra load free. Or actually, you get one item free. So it could be a one or two load thing for anything oh. that you're carrying. 
you could invest in a new training upgrade. You could get a medical bay, which would help with your healing. Uh, an armory, which would mean that the weapons you bring, I believe, are fine weapons, which helps with uh, tier differences. You could get uh, better access to Terry's motorcycle bodies as a land rover. Uh, you could get an alien pet. <gasps> an Andromedan shows up. <laughs> <laughs> or you can tear up. That'll cost you eight cred to do if you do that. Well, I think that obviously, like, I know that you play uh, Terry, but CD would honestly say, oh, you know, I don't really care. Like, this is more Terry's realm. Though I would say that we don't really need a medical, but well, maybe we do need a medical bay. Look Look over at Slip, who's violently convulsing. <laughs> <laughs> My screen hasn't turned on in 24 hours. <laughs> Augustus would step over Slip's body and just be like, oh, we should tear up. <laughs> it's good to see you again, Augustus. You haven't been ar- around here as much. Hate, hate you. Hate you. you. <laughs> well, now we know that Slip is conscious. Yeah, let's tear up. Slip will. Is that something you agree on? Slip will shoot two cred out of uh, their chest cavity. <laughs> I don't think it's literal physical cred <laughs> that we're using here. Regardless, ship, Slip shoots two poker chips out of his out of their chest. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so are we going to take yeah. the four cred from your crew pool in that case? Because you've got four cred that's free uh, in the probable cause. Then two in the vault, and as we know, that's a two-for-one thing to pull it out. Yeah, um, I, I have uh, three cred I can donate to the cause. I will donate one of slips two if CD throws it all. Okay, well, I'll wipe that out. Oh, you've still got two in the vault. What's going on here? Yeah, I just I just got rid of my cred. CD, spend money to make money. CD cares not for money at this point. CD's going to be dead anyway. That's what mm-hmm. they think. Okay. So in that case, uh, where do I mark your tier? I guess it's not actually anyone anywhere there. Uh, I'll just make a note here. Tier one. How exciting. What does that mean? Well, when you tear up, a number of things happen. I begin to weep. (laughs) (laughs) Every time the whole crew advances, every PC gets stash equal to the crew quality plus two to represent profits generated by the crew. This shows that the jobs and stuff that you're doing in your downtime and your general, you know, passive income has increased a great deal. So each one of you gets three stash. So you can add three to your stash. Ooh, cash dollars. I almost have enough stash to be a person. (laughs) That's exciting, too. Ooh. Yeah. And that means that when you are acquiring assets and stuff like that, you can roll 1d6 instead of rolling 2d6 and taking the lowest and tier quality stuff that you get will be higher tier equal to will be tier one instead of tier zero now so tons of uh, advantages there we might we might get a a car that we can drive (laughs) for more than one mission but we'll suck at driving (laughs) that's true hey i'm learning we need we tie our chauffeur although one of these habitat kids that you've met is is a pretty decent driver yeah. yeah. Uh, where does stash go on the sheet? Um, that's a good question. I don't have a character, so I always have to look at this. It's it's right underneath um, harm and underneath special, and so there's 
There's the cred that you can carry, and then there's stash right underneath that. Gotcha. Thank you. So I heard something about no one can drive. Keva can drive. I just mentioned exactly. that while you were yeah. feeding the cat. I, I meant the sun goobers that are usually on Terry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the goobers cannot drive. We're all, they're all very gay. They never learn to drive. It's the, super, <laughs> it's the queerest thing in the world. <laughs> they all live together in one apartment in like Brooklyn. They walk everywhere. Yeah, Terry is an apartment in Brooklyn, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's the dream. So, uh, you received a message at the end of last session from Denton Young. He did not identify himself as Governor Denton Young, which is unusual, because uh, in, in your experience dealing with him, he almost always makes sure to include his title when he is introducing himself. But this time he just said, this is Denton Young. And he uh, said he received your message, they were getting ready for the invasion, and they said they want you to come back. That was the whole message. That was it. Um, what's the response like to this message from the Sunbreakers and uh, Zora? Well, it means we can stock up on some more cheese. That's kind of important. But how would we get back to the sun? I don't know. Where's Zonin? Zonin and Matt are still in the field. They have not yet returned from the mission to recover Zora. I haven't had any communication with either of them. And, and you were you weren't gonna tell us this? What? What's going like? I thought I told you. Mandukai is, uh, she's got one of those bandages on her like chin that uh, anime characters get when they're injured. <laughs> well, <laughs> she is literally an anime character. So yeah, yeah. yeah. She has a, a sling on on one of her arms. You know, all that need. stuff. Yeah, she may or may not need it. She doesn't <laughs> look like she's been badly hurt, but. Uh, that is Mandakai Alarmuti that we're talking about. Yeah, she she has clearly been in some kind of battle, like her clothes are a little rumpled and singed, but uh, still looking great. No, I mean, like, we didn't, like, I didn't know that he was AFK, like, would she actually know that term? Wait a second. Do you mean, do you mean AWOL? AWOL. CD's like, yeah, AFK. I do not know their current condition. I'll continue attempting to find them. But at the moment, uh, we do have to weigh the good of the many versus that of the few. If we leave and they're still stuck on this station, I guess they're a rogue element. Uh, I don't tend to take orders from Denton Yang. But uh, the question is, are we more useful to the habitat here or there? I'm all for bringing the fight directly to these invaders. I think they sound organized. I mean, have we done what we set out to do here? That, that's the real question. I mean, or part of the question. I'm not ready to go home yet. Maeve? I think long term we can do more good or at least put a bigger dent in the solar free state from up here. And also, if I go back down there, uh, I'm not to be held accountable for whatever bodies of gov lackeys I leave in my wake. I see. Zora, this, uh, this man was your boss. I don't know if he still is. What do you think? He's not my boss anymore. I don't know. I see. I think we need, maybe, at least, to try to get a direct line of communication and ask questions. 
I, I think we owe it at least to the people down there that matter, you know, to make sure that they're not all being slaughtered. That's a fair point, Keva. I do want to hear what he has to say. I see. It would be good to have faster communications than whatever this is at the moment. We can't go breaking into the Huateng Media Group broadcasting station every time we need to send a message. Oh, I guess maybe that's our next plan of attack or not attack. Hmm. I think uh, MP comes up. Are you all in the express at the moment? Where are you hanging out? I don't know where our place where we can talk is like our meet meeting room. Maybe there's like another tent. Yeah, there's some tents set up next to the express. You can always talk on the bridge. You know, the bridge is fairly large or the the body part of the ship. Yeah, there's a lot of space in the hold. Yeah, so we could be talking there. Okay. Uh, MP trundles up the ramp and says, oh, good, you're all here. Oh, hi. Ah, so I've got some good news. Well, I say good news, but uh, I should really say interesting news. Yeah? Zonin has infiltrated something. I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard from him either. Okay. I, I hope we will soon. But speaking of infiltrations, though I guess this is maybe the opposite. Exfiltration? No, it's not an exfiltration. We're not getting it. Anyway, so uh, I, got a, uh, I got a message from the Surface Liberation Front. And the message that I got from the Surface Liberation Front is that they got a message from the Armada outside. Uh-huh. Go on. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you all understood how exciting that is for me. Word from the outside, from outside of this habitat. Wow. Uh, yes. Other humans. It's in my experience that everyone outside of our habitat is terrible, so I'm not excited to hear from more barbarians at my gates. Yeah, are yeah, okay, they more yeah. humans? Or what are, are they humans? Are they robots? Are they... Well, that's a good okay. question. Uh, the answer I have is that the person they heard from is a human, but that human is also working with aliens. Huh? Yeah. So, like, I guess that fleet is not just humans. It's maybe, like, humans and uh, Centaurans, Andromedans. Uh, who knows what else has been hanging around out there uh, these past several hundred years. Correct me if I'm wrong, MP, but if the Andromedans and Centaurans weren't, wasn't their technology a bit more advanced than ours? Shouldn't we be afraid? Well, the Andromedans certainly had more advanced technology than we did. Uh, but, you know, their, their home nebula had been completely burned away by the emergency. Uh, so. It's difficult what? to say if they still maintain that level of... But you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, well, I, I guess maybe they don't teach you Andromedan history. <laughs> of course they don't. They don't even tell you aliens exist. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're all... Yeah, there's a diaspora of the Andromedans uh, because their, their place of birth, uh, where they're from, was completely overtaken by the emergency. Much like, as far as we know, was the Earth. So are they mad at us? I don't know. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let, let me just let me just get out the message. Okay, I'm just gonna. An MP uh, plugs into a, a port in the express and says, "Okay, uh, play message." I, I made I made an adapter. Mm. So do we want to let's let's hear from this person who is uh, within that fleet? This is Special Agent Xavier Quag. I am in an interesting position to share information. I have been in contact with certain elements in the Hygian fleet. We are not convinced of the sun's interests. We do not trust these conquerors. 
I have a favor to ask the Liberation Front, or whomever you pass this on to. Members of the Andromedan Diaspora have requested information. We want to know where members of the Exile disappeared some centuries past. In this part of the belt, they entered and never returned. I ask that you investigate Olympian interior design. See what you can find out about these missing Andromedans. We are prepared to offer that much? All right. An equivalent to eight of your solar credits. And we are prepared to withdraw Andromedan support from this Hygiene fleet. I will do all that I can to convince the spot to turn around. Xavier Quag out. Pretty cool, eh? Well, that does solve... It does decrease the amount of people coming after us. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've, they've got a whole fleet, and we have... Uh, MP glances around at the ship. Uh, we have one lightly armed bus. So uh, any, any help, I think, on that end would be... Yeah, uh, I, I think would be, would be good. And hey, I know, uh, I know these guys, uh, these folks. Uh, may, maybe you're not the biggest fans of all of them, but I, I know some of them have been pretty personally impacted by Olympian interior design uh, recently. So you can probably get them on board with this. They recently did this thing where they took over a bunch of people's living spaces and turned it into generators so they could keep the sim running for rich people. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, like, think of how that would work, like how that would translate to back home to use as a touch point here. You know, uh, it's like if, I don't know, we were arbitrarily programmed to die at a certain age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Or if somebody uh, kept shrinking the habitable zone of your home, thus reducing the number of people who could feasibly live there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, certain elements on the sun would be interested in helping. Yeah, I mean, you can talk to them. This seems like a pretty important opportunity. Uh, if there are Andromedans on the sun, I mean, I've never heard of it. They have to be hiding them pretty well, but like eight cred, you can do a lot with that. I don't really know what that means. It's a lot. Aren't Andromedans like kind of gaseous? So couldn't you like... Put them inside of a robot-looking body, and they could pretend that they were like you. You could, yeah, you could, you could do that if you could convince them to to do that. I mean, Andromedan is just a collection of hyper-accelerated gas par particles, so uh, you you can kind of put them anywhere. the The more condensed they are, the more uh, coherent they are to us. The more spread out they are, the slower their functions work, but. That's just that's just gas-based life forms, from what I understand. Yeah, MB, did we ever tell you about how we met this like huge, gigantic, writhing ball of memory? You did. You did mention. You did mention the tentacle thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're in any way related. I could not tell you that. I have not seen either of those technologies. I met an Andromedan once, and that was like almost four hundred years ago, uh, oh. before we even left the Earth. So. Right. Do they eat? Uh, not the way that you and I would. 
Can we talk about Andromedan excretions afterwards? I wasn't going to get into that. I was getting into the first half. Well, it's not really my area. Uh, not, not a xenobiologist. I'm a, me- I'm a mechanic. It's, you know, I build stuff. Wait, wasn't Two Chains something to do with biology? <laughs> chains. I don't know anyone named Two Chains. Do you mean Chain Solomon? <laughs> Sorry, Velvet started calling. <laughs> chains plural. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to talk to the Sun People about this opportunity, or do you want to do this on your own? What's your What's your plan? I guess we should talk to the Sun People. Let's talk to the Shepherds Liberation Front again. Coriander spear point. You don't have to talk to them. You can just go and do this job. They're just intermediaries here. Well, I think we're okay with maybe like one or two of the Surface Liberation Front, just by the fact that they woke us up and that the other one's name is Chains. We just want to see Wizard Chains. We just want this one character back. <laughs> yeah, we could go with the stipulation that it's just Chains Solomon. Okay, so are you going to get in touch with Chains? Yeah, go ahead and call Spearpoint or Chains. Well, I can call Spearpoint or I can call Chains. It's up to you. I can't call them both at the same time. They're not in a meeting or anything. They don't they don't cohabitate. They're they're a secret organization. Oh, I was hope was one I had figured they lived in that cave. They do not live in that cave, no. That, that cave me- probably just doesn't even exist anymore at this point. Huh. Oh. Yeah, Zora, they woke us up in a cave, and you weren't there. And there was a, a wizard robot named Chains. I don't know if he was a wizard. He looked like a wizard, though. Yeah, and he gave me my cool armored poncho. I am understanding very little of this. Yeah, it might be better if you just met him. MP, would you mind calling uh, Chain Solomon, please? Sorry. Yeah, all right, I'll call Chain Solomon. Do, 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 do. Uh, you get a voice-only communication uh, that comes through the speaker. Yes? Hi, it's the kids from the crate. Ah, wonderful to hear from you. That's a fun way of describing us. Oh. We, want, we, we want you to meet Sora because she's confused. Ah, you've recovered the sword. I think the sword really recovered herself. Either way, you are reunited at last. Do you want to attack Mount Olympus? I would love to. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so you heard that message? Yes, I am the one who sent it on to you. Oh, oh, oh good. Yeah. We decided that you're our favorite and that um, we want you to join us. I have always had a way with young folk. <laughs> now, uh, I suppose uh, you wish to have further backup than simply my own humble self. Is there a bruiser that you have in your employ? I assume that a man named Chains would be deadly. Well, Chains can be many things, but you have already met my associate Clay. Oh, yeah. I can see if Clay is available. I'm fine with that. Any any objections? Nope, nope, no problem. But uh, the other, the probable cause people will probably want to help out too, or at least some of them. Hmm, yes, and you are concerned about their trustworthiness, or are you more concerned about sharing the payout with them? Oh, we don't want the money. Yeah, neither of those things. I I just think CD's creepy. Ah, yes, well, 
Given CD's job, it is understandable that perhaps they are mm, less capable of interacting with the living than most other people. Hey, did someone say? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I'm just wondering though. We're slipping <laughs> CD around. I assume they're outside or in the probable cause. Oh, I just imagined the CD heard their name and was like, "Hi, I heard my name mentioned." Is that CD? Oh dear. Jackalier's uh, Twitch. Do you want me to meet you there, or shall we meet elsewhere? Let's meet someplace clandestine and pool our resources before we attack it. Very well. Who are you guys talking to? We're, we'll catch you up, CD, just a second. Okay, well, I'm going through a tunnel, so goodbye. Oh, it's been <laughs> wonderful to hear from you. Oh, oh the connection's switch, gone. Goodbye. Farewell. Press the button several times. I get a, I get a feeling that someone doesn't like CD. Why would you think that? <laughs> Arp. Arp. Yes. Arp. What? Are you What's telling up? me? Are you telling me? <laughs> are we establishing lore here? <laughs> the deep lore. You, you may take what you wish from these interactions. Yikes. <laughs> That's unfortunate. They'll never, be, they'll never be together. Uh, MP ejects a little thing that looks like a, uh, what should this look like? I guess it just looks like a little cassette, like a micro cassette, like you would have in those uh, old voice recorders, and hands it over to you and says, uh, this should contain the coordinates for your rendezvous with chains and clay. Cool. All right, so let's prepare this mission. Who do you want to bring with you? For the assault part or the, the diplomacy part? What are, how are you doing this? You've been asked to investigate Olympian interior designs and see if they have any missing Andromedans or know anything about missing Andromedans. All right, so if we're just investigating, I might bring uh, Augustus in instead of Maeve. All right. Unfortunately, Zora, you only have Zora as your character at the moment. <laughs> so you got Zora. How are we going to do it? I get probably, probably Slip needs a break, I think. <laughs> I'm fine, fine. Uh, and is this going to be Keva or CD? Oh, part of me wants to have CD meet with Chains now. <laughs> hmm. But obviously, like, if CD... Sorry, but if CD, like, if, if Chains knew who CD was, does that mean that they have dated in the past? Or that CD has just been... I don't necessarily care? think that no. they have to have dated. <laughs> I think that Chains might have been watching the news. <laughs> Or that. Oh gosh! But you do remember oh. how many different things CD has been accused credibly of in the I, news recently, right? Matt, I'm going to spend two stress yeah. to make it so that CD and Chains had dated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just this ridiculous idea that I is that, that a four oh. stress flashback? <laughs> uh, you know, I guess play to find out for that one. I guess then I have to be CD. <laughs> That depends if you want to be, if you think this is a CD job, then bring CD. If you think it's a Keva job, then bring Keva. I don't know what the job is exactly at this point either. Like, Well, how do you think, that's what we have to figure out when we're planning yeah. a mission. Uh, we need to figure out the best way to do the mission, right? That's, uh, that's yes. how the game works. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, no, the thing is that if I want a stronger character that uh, 
has the capacity to roll better, I can bring Keva, or I can bring a horrible mess doctor that can't do anything but doctor. But the thing yeah. is, we might need a doctor if the Andromedans have been spread out. Uh, y- yes. Let's figure out what kind of mission we want to do then, and then we'll settle on what characters are bringing. Infiltration. An infiltration. So you want to go into their HQ. All right. So uh, let me just take a moment. Planning an engagement. Infiltration. Trespass unseen. The detail you need to provide is the point of infiltration. So you want to sneak in there. I think so. Okay. So that means that we need to determine what is the point of infiltration for Olympian interior design. So if you want to do some gathering of information for that, uh, you can do that. Prison break. Prison break. Prison break. Uh, Emran has one of the drones, one of the blade drones that Keva took over, but it's the one that I broke. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Can Emran working with someone else turn it into a surveillance drone? Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and it even says on... um, the mechanic sheet that you have you, one of your load can be a small drone so yeah it makes sense to me so do you want to prepare the drone and send it out like to do a recon as part of your gather information here i that is my first thought okay unfiltered what kind of action would you call that it might even be a clock but maybe obviously don't have the space for it but it sounds like a rig and then maybe a study or skulk Let's, uh, I think the important part is turning it into a surveillance drone because these drones are around, like they're cop drones. They float around working for whoever pays for them. Yeah. In fact, uh, as you're working on it, you can see that these are uh, manufactured by, okay, so I think, yeah, the rig is the important part. And as you are taking it apart and repairing it uh, with uh, the help of uh, someone from, uh, MP can help you with this. MP's a mechanic, I, I obviously. Say MP, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you find that this particular model is designed by Thetacom. It's their, it's their like signature thing. It's the thing that they loan out the most. It's the most common model that Thetacom makes is this bladed drone. So uh, you're able to start working on that. And let's do just be control standard rig okay. on this because we're just doing it's like basically a fortune roll. A5 starting off. Okay. So. Uh, five means regular level of information from that. So you're able to re- uh, hack the drone into a camera drone and it flies out. You direct it to Olympian interior design. You know, it's flying out through the city. The city is beginning to lock down into martial law at this time. There are fewer people out on the streets than you used to be seeing. Different types of vehicles trundling along, mostly self-driving, uh, you know, deliveries and such are still going. Actually, I mean, we're pretty familiar at this point in real life with what a lockdown looks like. It's that. It's look outside, but not quite to that degree. There's still more people than we are seeing in our streets, uh, but less than you're, than you're used to in a crowded place like the sun. So, you know, uh, so you are used to seeing 20 bodies filling uh, an intersection right now. There's only five. So it's that severe of a level of, uh, of difference. But it's flying around. You get to Olympian interior design. It's, you know, it's a tower building all of the buildings that are outside of the sim are identical it's just a block every building is just a block here on the sun because you got the sim right 
And before that, it was a military structure. So why would you need anything fancy? But uh, so Olympian interior design, it looks exactly like the uh, last place that you broke into, the Watang Media. It's just a cube with no windows. That's it. It's a cube. Um, it has the same layout, uh, which allows you to use your old blueprints that you had from Watang, because even though those blueprints kind of sucked, supplemented with the information from this drone, you're able to drop some better ones. And that gives you some options for how you can get in. And again, you can find there's the option of going in through the sewers like you did last time. There's also the option of going in through the top, the ventilation system, which uh, in this case appears to actually be less well guarded than the sewers because, surprise, surprise, ever since groups of people started breaking into buildings from the sewers, sewers are being patrolled more. Why? Couldn't say. Competent policing? Mm. Yes, the world lives and breathes. Um, well, doesn't breathe here lives only the rich breathe <laughs> only the rich get to breathe <sighs> you kidding me breathing i could never in this sun economy <laughs> oxygen in this economy some of breathing us breathing in and out some of us already have a hard time breathing at this point <sighs> oh dear yikes so yeah that's a possible entrance point that you've got there infiltration point is through the ventilation system Coolio. Uh, which isn't really being used for anything. Actually, it would be because there's life support in this area. So there you go. It's in the inner ring or in the core? Yeah. Inner. Oh, okay. Got it. Olympian is important, but they're not that important. They're only right. tier three after all. Oh, that's fine. All right. Anyone else have anything they want to do for research before we launch planning? Um, I think I'm going to have CD do something at least even if I use Keva, am I allowed to use a CD for an action? Yeah. Awesome. Because I want to have CD, like, try to study, try to figure out what the heck Olympian would be doing with Andromedans. Okay. Uh, so are you going to... How are you going about this? CD is... Hmm. Wait a second. CD is going... CD isn't going to do any actual hacking, but you know how there are certain, like, websites where you can get what other people have uh, collected from places and go through all the raw material that they've collected from it. Content aggregator? Yeah, and they're gonna go through it and try to figure out, like, what the, how the heck does this company run? What would they be doing with Antromedans? Are there any workers there that have some sort of fishy info about them that weren't there from the beginning that maybe came later or, okay, you know? I get it. Uh, so you're doing basically like a deep dive into news and information about Olympian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going to use your, this sounds like it would be study basically to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So roll a study. Just a controlled standard. I hear kitty, and it's not my kitty. My cat. I love your cat. All right, so you got a four there. Yeah. Again, the standard level of information. Uh, you are able to find. I'll pause for cat. Excellent. Hello, cat. I love you. Thank you for being here, cat. I'm glad you could come today. Yes, I love it when we have uh, feline cast uh, crew members. 
Uh, you should be extra excited for season three then. You got to stop with that, Matt, because Aww. no one knows what it means but you. <laughs> I know, yes, it's great. No. That, that tells me that Kajira confirmed. If you're telling me that I can play a cat character, oh. You'll be a real space cat. I know. Well, we did talk about gene hacking being hereditary. Um, <gasps> all I'm saying one is... of the cat people from Doctor Who. <laughs> Centaurans are actually cat people, and they're barbaric. Techno-Vikings that fly through space. Oh, I would be there for that. Well, we already know the Centaurans are fish people. We, <clears throat> we established that already. They're cybernetically uplifted fish people. And their spaceships are big mollusks. But this ah, is, you know, I'm so cutting good. this out so anyway because this is spoilers. Squids. Spoilers. Space squids. Essentially, yeah. giant space squids. Yeah. <laughs> that's not saying anything. Anything further on that. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. Your study, you got a four there. Okay. You know, you go and you check your, your BuzzFeed and your Vice News, that kind of stuff. Not a whole lot about Olympian interior design. But once you break into, like, the archive, uh, the, the internet archives here, where things are kept and not thoroughly, not as thoroughly scrubbed, you can find things that have been kept that had been purged from the official records. And uh, you can find a bunch of information there dating back, you know, centuries. And occasionally Olympian interior design does pop up in the news as, you know, one thing or another. Uh, the earliest entry about Olympian interior design is just like a profile of uh, Jennifer Trafire their CEO. We know her, good old Jen. And uh, back when she was still in her initial human body. And there's a, it's just like a, it's a puff, it's a, it's a fluff piece, but it's still been scrubbed from the official records for some reason. Uh, And later from that, you hear something about how Olympian interior design has suddenly rocketed to the top of the corporate ranks, has become a big player. It used to just be this startup when they did the profile. But, uh, you know, about a decade after that, about a decade into the occupation, all of a sudden Olympian Imperial design becomes a big deal. And part of that has to do with the fact that, according to this article, they won part of the contract to run the energy grid. For for the sun. Like for the sun. Okay. So at least, you know, about 350-ish years ago, at least back then, Olympian Interior Design was in charge of all the energy in the sun. Whether or not that's still true. Can't find that info. Something fishy. Something certainly stinks. And this time, it's not slip. Anything else y'all want to do in preparation for this? Uh, I wish I could smell even stinky slip. (laughs) (laughs) That means a lot to me, thank you. (laughs) I've been waiting for someone to tell me something so romantic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I could try to find out if they, you know have experience with Andromedans could I like try to set up um, a meeting with like an, a specialist designer you could probably try and get in touch with somebody in the company yeah like as a cover maybe maybe you're looking into having them handle the casino interior designs for your casino or something you could yeah. set up a meeting that way and try to suss something out I would like to do that art deco Art Deco. Art Deco. (laughs) I am a fan of Art Deco. Uh, Let's see here. Who is this? Do I have names for this faction? Art Nouveau is technically where it's at, but that wouldn't make a good casino. Hear me out. Brutalist Casino. 
Like a Thunderdome? Soviet casino. No, not not like post-apocalyptic Raider casino. Brutalist as in the actual architectural style. Oh. It is ugly. Por que no los dos? It's a casino that looks like it used to be a Soviet block headquarters, but is now a Raiders casino in the post-apocalypse. Trudy, yeah. do you want to add uh, architecture design or an interior design? All right. Uh, the person you get there in touch no with. The, uh, so I guess it's the person who replies to your query about this is uh, Arthur McCourtney. Arthur McCourtney is a senior design associate at Olympian Interior Design. Uh, pronouns are he and him. He has uh, been with the company since this, well, since close to the start, at least since that uh, sudden surge in popularity when the company grew so much. Perfect. All right. Where do you meet with Art? Somewhere flashy but seedy. Something that's like, hey, this is legit, but I'm also going to ask you something uh, under the counter. May I recommend a CD bar where they screen Robot Death Punch? The problem is that CD could be either the character CD or CD, like S E. E.D. or okay so you meet at a, an establishment called the cd bar but the uh <laughs> bar word. is the cd is the letters c and d you go in the floor is uh tiled with old cds uh. and so are the walls everything's very reflective headache central they've got disco balls made out of old recycled cds everything is plastered like that up on the walls the decor is old album covers and stuff like that uh, the place is less than packed. It is maybe half full. Is it because of bad press with the name connection? That can't have helped. Uh, it's also oh, yes. because of the lock of the martial law. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're you're there in a booth with Arthur McCourtney. Artie, can I call you Artie? I'm gonna call you Artie. So, let's get down to business. With this whole, uh, you know allied fleet coming in some of our more exotic guests are looking to have a bit of a gas and they've pinpointed my blossoming casino uh as a possible tourist attraction see how some of the uh more disparate classes of the station live the problem is i haven't dealt with one of them in set couple of centuries i see and I was wondering, well, not wondering, I'm sure Olympian knows how to better accommodate these uh, one-of-a-kind guests. Hmm. So you're expecting Andromedans with this fleet. Very well, let me see what I've got. He opens up a briefcase, and the briefcase is also a computer. Of course. Yeah. He's wearing a just a, a pinstripe suit, and uh, it's got power shoulders. It's double-breasted. Incongruously. Yep, double-breasted. It's not a zoot suit, 
but it is a pinstripe suit, the double breasted with power shoulders. His hair is slicked back. Does he have like the bi binary tie from Back to the Future Part Two that kind of becomes a vest? <laughs> no, that's too horrible. I'm appalled. <laughs> I have to drop that in the description. Um but he does have a piano tie. Oh, oh. Oh, piano key necktie, of course. Piano key necktie. He's got, you know, fairly pale skin. Uh, His hair is salt and pepper. Uh, He has just the right amount of stubble. This is all of his avatar in the sim, of course. He's fashionable, you can tell. So he's seated. He flips open his briefcase. He puts it on top of the the table in the booth. The table is, of course, stylized as a giant CD. Let's see. What CD is it? Oh, I know. It's Yo-Yo Ma Gets Back to Business 2040. (laughs) <laughs> uh no it's a it's a true classic it is the uh cd f- cover of uh 1992 seminal hit america's least wanted by ugly kid joe the business transaction is taking place on top of this uh, frankly garish design this cartoon statue of liberty with boogers on its finger uh i don't know are are any of you old enough to know ugly kid joe probably not Nope. I wasn't born here. I am baby. Yeah. No. Well, I was a I was a small child when Ugly Kid Joe was popular, but uh I will never forget seeing this CD cover because my brother had it. Anyway, it's very ugly. Let me just get it for you. Oh dear. It's got the boogers. Just pop it into the hub chat there. There you go. Oh, that's nasty. Yep. So that's the tabletop of huh. this CD shaped table. Oh, okay. Why? Wild. I don't even remember their music. I just remember that cover. And it's here now. Full circle. Huge endorsement from Arp. (laughs) (laughs) His fingers fly over the the, uh, virtual keyboard of his suitcase computer, and a hollow projector starts projecting a variety of different internal spaces. And he says, I took the liberty of doing some research on the space that you've acquired for your casino. And uh, I've begun mocking up some ideas for what might be comfortable for these uh, unique guests of yours. And uh, you can see a variety of different aesthetics that, you know, probably don't look like much to us. But he says, uh, these are, of course, things that uh, you and I can't necessarily perceive with uh, our limited visual capabilities. But the Andromedans will find this much more uh, stimulating, I assure you. Well, I certainly don't see the appeal, but I acquiesce to your judgment, Artie. Well done. Yes, of course. Uh, So is there anything else that you would like to ask me about these package deals? Of course, I have uh, set up a variety of different options for uh, payment and installation plans. It'll just be 50,000 bells. (laughs) (laughs) Distant relative of Samnuk. Now, I did want to ask you, I'm not sure how far back Olympian is familiar with the Andromedan culture, but... Would you say these are more based on antiquated sort of nostalgic feelings or are these most, these more modern? Of course, we do our best to stay up to date on the latest trends for all of our clients. Uh, but as you know, the Andromedans have not been a society for over 300 years. Uh, our information on them, of course, dates back to the last human contact with them before we came here. Do you want to do a roll on this? Well, say I always know when someone's lying to me. Yeah, he's lying. He's already lying. Oh, already. Definitely a lie. Perfect. I think I know what I need to know. 
Okay. Uh, should we cut that scene there then? Uh, I would like to shake his hand. Okay. With my spooky gauntlet that has the happy box on it. Ah. Uh, he smiles and the expression looks extremely out of place on his face. Yikes. I don't like that. <laughs> what a description. Perfect. Yeah. It's like if you took a, a face and because this is in the sim as well, it's just the rest of the face still looks as severe and stern and businesslike, but then like the mouth just curls up. It's yeah, it's like if you're stretching putty. So it looks like Augustus's creepy opera mask face. Yeah. Oh, perfect. But a, but a person style. Okay. Is there anything else we want to know, or should we get started? <laughs> Does Zora want to do anything? Zora <laughs> literally is just along for the ride because she has no idea what most of this is, and figures she'll find out along the way. She Heck hopes. Yeah. The sword. Not that any of it. All of this stuff is just hitting her right now, and she isn't even sure how to process any of it. Yeah. So the hope is, is that eventually this will become normal. Mm. She'll be able to accept this. <laughs> Maybe she wants to prepare by, like, sharpening her sword or... <laughs> Things are constantly happening. Hopefully we will not need to sharpen our swords because aren't we sneaking in? Well... We should still have our swords sharpened. Though. This is scum and villainy. I think I will cause yeah. problems on accident. Yeah, we probably <laughs> end up killing people or beating people. You know. You might solve a problem on accident. Come on. That's also possible. <laughs> what if not once it, since we've been playing for, I think, two years, have we solved a problem <laughs> on accident? Well, you know. Yeah, I just imagine there's this whirlwind of activity and preparations going on everywhere around, and then just zoom in on a quiet corner, and there's Zora with a whetstone, just quietly. <laughs> this is fine. This is all I know. <laughs> this is this is what I understand. Could she please be drinking tea as she does this? Sure, she she will be actually sharpening her sword. The sword is something she understands right now. Mm-hmm. I never asked, how old do you think Zora is? I don't know, like maybe 27. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I kind of figured late 20s, early 30s for Zora. Yeah. Because she's like top of her game, one of the most decorated soldiers in the um, in the uh, in the domain and all that. So have the splinter case. Uh, I have a sword too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Emran had decided to be a sellout he might have been one of the most decorated as well. Well, it's, you know, that, that was the expected route that people took in their lives. That's just how society worked. Yeah, it just no, so he... happened that the four of you witnessed something wild. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the Poor real question, the real uh, other question in my thing is like, are we 20 yet? <laughs> no, you're still 19. <laughs> so much babes. We're still on a scale of months from uh, from last season, despite the fact that it takes so long to produce this stuff. No, I just meant like... It might feel like years. Is this possible, though, that we, like, even though it has been a year since um, our town got destroyed, I just thought that maybe our birthday, our shared collective society birthday had happened. Maybe it will. Soon. We're going to conquer the sun and then turn 20. What have you done? <laughs> I, I might put down slaying two vice presidents on my resume. There's mm. no reason for me not to. Senior mm. vice president. Oh, see, oh, senior vice president.